I also have no idea what half this stuff is. <laughs> well, we're uh, just... The thing I like about what this episode could be is that it's just all sorts of randomness. <laughs> it's completely random. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. It's not especially informative. <laughs> Except that it totally is. Exactly. Because now if they go into a Japanese store, they will know what the candy is. And they can be like, this is awesome. I'm going to get it. Well, and it's just this whole new fun world of candy because their candy scene is a lot more crazy, I think, than... It's ridiculous. Well, I, mean, I guess I guess the U.S. candy world is can be pretty strange, but... I don't know. I find that Japanese candy is strange, but the it's U.S. has really nothing good. on Japan. <laughs> yeah, U.S. candy. I never thought I was a candy person until I moved to Japan, <laughs> and then I was like certified candy freak. So you know, whatever. And this is the Miso Hungry Podcast. Eat the Dakimas! Get Miso Hungry! I am so excited today because we are talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is candy! Yay! <laughs> but actually, the funny thing is, I don't think I was really that much of a candy person until I lived in Japan the first time. Then I learned that candy was kind of awesome. <laughs> I've always been a candy person. But I think See, that's I, because I've always been I've always been exposed to Japanese candy. See, yes. you're lucky. <laughs> I I have always enjoyed candy, but it was never something that I really craved. Now, chocolate is another story. I am a chocoholic through and through, but you know, like Halloween, I could make my Halloween candy last until Easter, easy, no problem. <laughs> it just wasn't something I had to have. Until Japan. Japan ruined me. <laughs> Japan has a tendency to do that. <laughs> I think it ruins a lot of people. Oh, in a great way, though. In a fantastic way. <laughs> in the best way possible. So, for everyone listening, Allison and I made a little trip to do research. <clears throat> it was totally a research trip. Very serious, official, oh, yeah. free business. Mm-hmm. So this past weekend, we went to a Japanese market and we perused the candy aisle to see what we could find to talk about. Were we successful? We were completely successful. We were extraordinarily successful. So we and, have lots of candy. <laughs> yeah. That, the evidence would definitely be the candy pile sitting next to me on the mm, carpet. Yeah. Yeah. About that. <laughs> That's why we are doing this once my children are in bed because if they saw this pile we would have nothing to talk about because they would have eaten it oh my gets me so angry well we have lots of candy but the nice thing is that you guys are going to get to have some because we are going to do a giveaway of japanese candy so stay tuned to the end of the episode where we are going to tell you how you can win a fantastic package of the Japanese candy that we're going to talk about today. That should come with a warning label, though, because... <laughs> You're going to well. be addicted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, are we going to get... Addictive. Are we going to get emails 
Rachel Ellison, can you please buy me more candy and send it, please? Because I can't get any. That'd be kind of awesome, right? It would be. (laughs) (laughs) I'd call that a success. Yes. So I'm curious, because you grew up with all this good stuff around, what was your favorite Japanese candy growing up? Did you have one? Rice candy. I mean, no question about it. Rice candy was a huge treat for us. We would go to the Japanese market maybe once a month, and that was our treat. If we were good, we would either get mochi, which we talked about last week, or we would get rice candy. And also, Christmas in our stocking every single year. Even now, we still get rice candy in our stockings. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So yeah, rice candy, what is not to love about it? Okay, and so for people who don't know what it is, do you want to explain it? Rice candy is a chewy sort of candy. It is citrus flavored, and it has this rice paper on the outside. So every time I introduce it to one of my friends who has never had it, I always have to tell them, you unwrap the plastic wrapper, but you don't unwrap the inside wrapper, which is rice paper, which you actually eat. And it's just, it's wonderful. It melts in your mouth, and then you get to the chewy center citrusy part which is really really good i love it and actually i was trying to think of my first exposure to japanese candy and i believe it was rice candy as well i remember eating it in elementary school and the reason i remember it is because i thought it was so cool that you could eat the paper wrapper (laughs) so it made an impression and even now you still get a sticker in the box which i I always loved (laughs) didn't they used to have toys inside the box I think it used to be like Cracker Jack where you got like a, you know, little tiny... It very well may have been. I actually can't recall. But I like that even as an adult, I can get a sticker. Yes. (laughs) And they're awesome stickers too. Yeah. Well, so we've got all this candy Mm -hmm. that we're going to share. Should we start with the rice candy since we've been talking about it? Yes, let's. Okay, so my box has a big flower on it and a cat... Mm-hmm. And a happy little boy. <laughs> yes, and it says Botan Rice Candy. And it's a little green and red box. And this is probably one of the most commonly found Japanese candies. I mean, I've seen this at my grocery store. I've seen this pretty much everywhere. And I don't think the packaging has really ever had a big change. I mean, it's really kind no, of... No, no, it's definitely been the same all my Traditional, <laughs> old school. It's nice. It's, it's a constant. It doesn't it change. Is. Yes. Okay, my box has a sticker that is a picture of a whale surfing. <laughs> I have a football tiger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, I'm going to unwrap a piece. Okay, me too. Mm. <laughs> See, this is the taste of my childhood right here. <laughs> yeah, I like that it's it's not like more, I don't know if modern is the word, but it's just not very strong. It's light mm-hmm. and pleasant. And unfortunately, that means I could eat, like, multiple boxes in a row. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I've ever done that. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no. It's weird, though, because when you first put a piece in your mouth, the rice paper wrapper feels more like plastic, and you're thinking, oops, I put something in my mouth that I wasn't (laughs) supposed to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then it starts to dissolve. It's very weird. In a totally awesome way. Mm -hmm. But it's real soft. It's like a really soft caramel texture. Yeah, it really is. But it's not, I mean, like some caramels can be really, really chewy and some can be like completely melt away in your mouth. And this is kind of in between. 
Yeah. Like, it's not too chewy, but it also doesn't, like, completely dissolve. Like, you do. Yeah. It does have some chew to it. Which but I like about it. It's soft enough that if you were to leave it on the dashboard of your car in the sun, <laughs> it would be a mess really quick. Do you know this from experience? <laughs> not from <laughs> this particular candy, but mm. yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Of course. Of course. Okay. Mm, yum. Mm-hmm. So what should we go with next? How about you pick one? Because some of these, well, most of these are written in Japanese and I have no idea what they are. okay let's go with another super traditional one okay this one has been in japan since it's been in japan since the early 16th century wow that's a really long time i know right it was actually introduced in japan by portuguese traders and it's called in japanese they call it competo i guess the word comes from a portuguese word confeto which i'm probably butchering which means sugar candy Mm-hmm. And they are these tiny little, like, quarter inch in diameter, hard sugar balls with these little knobs covering the outside of them. And they come in a variety of colors, like orange and white and green and yellow and pink. And they're really cute. <laughs> I uh, found an interesting little tidbit of info when the Nutcracker was translated into Japanese the character of the sugar plum fairy was translated as competo no se, which is fairy of competo. <laughs> so competo was such a part of Japanese culture by that period that it made more sense to call the sugar plum fairy the competo fairy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. <laughs> I know. The other cool thing about this is that they still make it by hand. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And Yeah, I didn't either. And it takes seven to ten days. And these guys basically sit pouring thin layers of sugar syrup over little kernels. So they slowly build up these little balls of sugar, kind of like how a pearl, you know, is Mm. made just Mm -hmm. layer by layer. The little blips or, you know, the little little knobs. Yeah, the little knobs on the outside usually appear on about the fifth day of production. And... They have to be really careful with them. So just this whole delicate process of making them. Interesting. I know. It makes me like them even more because they're kind of little special treats. Yeah. Another thing, and I haven't done my research, so I don't know everything about this, but I believe they are traditionally given at weddings as a favor. I only know this because my um, one of my cousins on my Japanese side just got married and her husband is from Japan and... Um, they gave these out at their wedding, um, which I also thought was really interesting. That's awesome. Did um, the ones that you got, were there any special flavors or were they just all like straight sugar flavor? Straight sugar flavor. Yeah, because I was reading, they make them in like 40 different flavors. Cinnamon, green tea, they've made them in coffee, vanilla, but the only flavor I have ever seen and tried is just plain sugar. I actually think they're the exact same ones that we're eating right now. Um, those are the ones you tried? I believe so, yes. And really, I think those are the only ones I've ever seen. But I think the only time I've really noticed them is around um, Hinamatsuri in March, which is Girls' Day. Mm-hmm. And they have them in white and green and pink, which are kind of the Girls' Day colors. So maybe I just have been turning a blind eye to them other times of <laughs> year. I don't know. So but yeah, me- they're just little balls of sugar. Yeah, they kind of taste like um, rock candy. To me totally but 
since they're so small, they dissolve and break down a lot quicker. Right, and they're much smoother. Not like rock candy that can kind of cut your mouth if you get a bad angle or something. Yeah, and probably because these are made so slowly, you know, they're just really delicate. So you don't have any real jagged sugar crystals right. that would cut up your inside of your mouth. Okay, you choose next. Okay, I have been wanting to try this pumpkin cheesecake Kit Kat ever since Ooh. we got it. And I've been holding off, waiting for today. Okay, so Allison, you need to explain why Kit Kats are such a big deal in Japan. I don't know what it is about Kit Kats that make them specifically such a big deal, but for some reason they have decided to make about a bazillion different flavors of Kit Kats in Japan, and pretty much just in Japan. Our research tells us, rather your research tells us, <laughs> that there are 105 different flavors of Kit Kats, and 97 of those flavors are completely unique to Japan. So, I mean, I don't know what it is about Japan and Kit Kats, but apparently they really like their different flavors, and they're like crazy flavors too. Totally crazy. I mean, citrus pepper, cola and lemon squash, creamy apple, jasmine tea, mango pudding, pickled plum, miso. Okay, I would die to try that. That would be very interesting. It would be. <laughs> Royal milk tea, uh, soy oh, that sauce, good. sweet potato, watermelon, and salt. <laughs> I mean, just, it goes on and on. It's just really random. Yeah. Goodness. I did find a couple of articles that speculated about the popularity. Mm -hmm. Some sources attribute it to the similarity between the name Kit Kat and a Japanese phrase, kitokatsu. So when you say Kit Kat in Japanese, you say kitokat, right? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. there's this Japanese phrase, kitokatsu, which roughly translates to mean, I hope you succeed. Huh. So they speculate, or at least a couple sources speculate, that this led parents and children to buy them for school exam days as like a good luck charm. And in Japan, a lot of times they're sold, you know, four bars across like they are in the U.S., mm -hmm. but they're bundled two bars together. So you've got like two little packs of two bars in mm -hmm. a square box. And on the back of the box, it's usually a like a cardboard box instead of just the foil wrapping that we have in the U.S. Right. And on the back of the box, they have a to and from field to fill out. So like you can say, you know, to your child or whatever, mm -hmm. and which makes sense going along with that bit of information that if it's a good luck thing, then it's like, oh, I want, you know, do well on your exam. Here's your, <laughs> here's your Kit Kat. Good luck. <laughs> okay. So like you mentioned, the flavor, random flavor we have is pumpkin cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Which I'm guessing is a fall, autumn thing. Yeah. I mean, it does have a jack-o'-lantern on the, on the package. Yeah, and a little, like, haunted house-looking thing. <laughs> yeah. So shall we try it? Let's do it. So this is a white chocolate mm -hmm. covering. I'm not really getting the pumpkin cheesecake. I was just going to say the to same me, thing. To me, it actually, I don't know if you've ever had these, but it tastes like the lemon sandwich cookies that the Girl Scouts sell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific flavor. 
<laughs> but it tastes just like those and I love those. I mean, it's a, it's a good flavor. It tastes awesome. Or even like but, those generic sandwich cookies that are that are kind of mm-hmm. like Oreos, but have the vanilla cookies and like the lemon the cream lemon center. Cream. Yeah. 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 Not really pumpkin-y. I mean, like if I really look for it, I can find it. But I would never say pumpkin. No. Like in a blind taste test. No, not at all. Never. But they're it's good. Just, <laughs> yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a lot of times the specialty flavors I've tasted in the past can be really strong (laughs) sometimes in not a good way (laughs) (laughs) but this does seem like something that is more suited for selling in the u.s because yeah it's not it's not really weird it's not it's actually a pretty good flavor gets me so angry i want to try my favorite let's do the milkies okay they're the ones wrapped in kind of wax paper Mm -hmm. type with the blue and pink flowers on them. I also see some with green and yellow flowers. Oh. Is there any difference in the flavors? Oh. Or is it all the same? No, they're the same. Okay. They do sell multiple flavors of milky. Like, uh, Mr. Fuji gave me a pack in my stocking this year, <laughs> Mr. Fuji Claus, that are Mont Blanc flavored. So they've got like a chestnut cream flavor in them. Hmm. But these are just the classic milkies. They are one of my all-time favorite Japanese candies. And not just because they're made by Fujiya. You know, I'm kind of partial. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just really good. They have a little mascot. Uh, her name is Peko-chan. And she's this cute little chubby girl with pigtails. And usually they show her with her tongue sticking out of her mouth like she's licking her lips. She's really mm-hmm. cute. But Milky are these kind of harder type caramel candies but they're milk caramels Hmm. so should we taste one yes let's do this my very first introduction to milkies (laughs) they're small what would you say they're like half an inch in diameter like little white balls yeah something like that they're like marble sized yeah i really like them (laughs) yeah at first they they feel really hard Mm -hmm. but then as as they start to kind of warm up in your mouth they get more chewy Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got to that point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they are made with uh, sweetened condensed milk. Well, that's one of the ingredients. And when I figured that out, I'm like, well, no wonder I like them so much. <laughs> I just admitted to my mother a couple years ago that I must have been like 10. <laughs> it's embarrassing that one day when she was gone, I snuck into the pantry and got out a can of sweetened condensed milk and <laughs> kept it in my room and ate the entire can by myself over the course of probably a week. I don't, I'm really lucky I didn't get sick, but (laughs) yeah, I have kind of a thing for this sort of flavor. You know, the thing I really like about Japanese sweets in general is that they're not overly sweet. Like some of the sweets that you get in the U.S. can be, like they're just sweet enough. Yeah. it's so good. Well, I think you appreciate, you're able to appreciate more of their flavor because the sugar Mm -hmm. isn't taking over. Right, right. Plus, you can eat more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, darn. (laughs) Yeah, because you're right. With U.S. candies, some of them are so sweet that I think we probably are missing out on on flavor. There's Right. You realize that there's more flavor in something when you back off on the sugar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What should we do next? Let's do the little panda things. I don't even know. What are they called? Panda? Hello, panda. Hello, panda. 
<laughs> yes, those, because those are another Japanese sweet that I grew up with. We didn't have it that often, but we did have them every once in a while. And I think this is one of those things that you could find sometimes in the U.S. You know, you've, I think you've been able to find rice candy for a long time in the U.S. And I also think these have been around for a while. Not everywhere, but... And another you know. thing is um, Pocky. That's a really popular one in the U.S. Oh, yeah. You can find them even um, the normal grocery stores these days. Yeah. Like, everybody knows what Pocky is. And we didn't get any today, which I guess just means we're going to have to do another episode about sweets one of these days. Well, I think we could def- dedicate an entire episode just to... Because that's kind of like Kit Kat, where there are 101 million quadrillion different flavors. All right. So these Hello Pandas, they're little cookie-like things with chocolate in the center. And I think they have other flavors too, right? Yeah, there's like, I think I've seen vanilla and strawberry. Mm -hmm. Have you seen any others? Maybe green tea? Possibly. I I mean, not here. Not in the US. Right. So I don't really know. I unfortunately did not do that much shopping for Japanese candy the one time I went to Japan. So I guess I'm just going to have to go back. What You mean... (laughs) You spent your time doing something other than shopping for candy? What's wrong with you? (laughs) I was with some of my boyfriend's friends, and yeah, not everything we did was my choice. It was fun, but yeah. (laughs) Okay, so these little guys, like you said, they're kind of like, the outside's kind of like, almost like an animal cracker type cookie, like biscuit or something. Yeah, kind of something like that. And it's got a little panda printed on it. So cute. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to bite into one. Okay. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't had one of those in ages. And now that you have said the whole thing about there being less sugar, or there <laughs> being less sweet, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here going, yeah, this is less sweet, but it's so good. <laughs> exactly. The biscuit cookie part is hardly sweet. I mean, it's more salty than sweet, I think. Yeah, I mean, it really relies on the chocolate cream in the middle to mm-hmm. give it the sweetness. Okay, I can't help myself. I'm having another. I won't admit to how many I'm having. (laughs) Yeah, these are dangerous because it's all too easy to pop these one after the other. Oh, yeah. I remember doing that as a kid. We would just eat them and eat them and eat them. Yeah, and I'm looking at the box and it says serving size for cookies. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, um, hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to admit how many servings that I've had already. Yeah, there's so little. I mean, they're not... They're like, what, not even quite an inch or about an inch? Yeah, about that size. I mean, they're small. Mm-hmm. They're really <laughs> tiny. Four cookies? Well, <laughs> I guess that tells you how skewed our portion sizes have become here in the U.S. Yeah. Okay, so. Your turn. What do you want to try next? Let's, let's do another cookie one. Okay. The Hello Pandas, they're made by a Japanese confectionery company named Meiji. Mm-hmm. And we have another cookie type thing that's made also made by Meiji. So let's do that. They're the little mushroom ones. I have been so intrigued by this because I've never <laughs> tried these before. I don't even know if I've ever seen them aside from when you and from when um, another friend, a uh, food blogger friend, just posted about them. So I've been very intrigued. Yeah, I love these. These. This is another one of my favorites. And they have... Okay, so to explain, they, they're called kinoko no yama, which means, like, mountain mushroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're these little mushrooms. And the stem 
is made of that same kind of biscuit cookie type thing. And then they're, the caps, I think, are also, also biscuit, but they're dipped in chocolate. Oh. And so they make mushrooms, but they also make takenoko, which is a uh, bamboo shoot shaped ones, not flavored, but mm-hmm. um, shaped. Right. And then we saw on our research trip, we saw tree stumps. Yes, we did. Really random. So, but we picked up some of the kinoko no yama, the mushrooms, and this particular kind is satsumaimo, which is Japanese sweet potato. It smells very interesting. So it's like <laughs> they have purple caps. And a lot of times, sweet potato flavored things in Japan are this shade of purple. But I'm, I'm sitting here sniffing this because I'm weird like that. And this is not something that you would ever smell in American candy. No, it's a, it's a very different smell. It's, it's interesting. I mean, it's good. It smells like sweet potato. It doesn't smell bad. <laughs> it's just interesting. Odd. So shall we try it? Yes. I am intrigued by this. It's, it's very interesting. In a good way. It actually reminds me of, like, Vietnamese sweets. Yeah, not the kind of thing that you'd ever find here. So good, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really, really good. Like, the flavor totally grows on you while you're eating it. So, okay, the, the regular flavor, the regular chocolate flavor of these is just very normal. But the purple sweet potato is kind of awesome. It's really good. Like, you, it, it seems really weird at first. And if you're not used to these flavors, you're probably going to think, like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Like, sweet potato in but, candy? Yeah. But, but it's by the so good. Bite, yeah. <laughs> by the second bite, you're like, okay, where can I get more of this, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I really want to actually take out another one and eat it right now. Because I really like it. Oh, see, now I really want to go to Japan and take you to get soft cream, you know, uh, just yes, so you please get sweet potato. <laughs> okay, what's next? Your turn. I would like to try these, I don't know what they're called, but they're the sesame candies Ooh, that yeah. I picked out that I was like, these look interesting. Let's try them. I think you have the package. I do have the package and... I cannot read a single thing on it. Uh, okay, it says, I don't, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but on the back where it's in English, it says, Kawaguchi Goma Ame? Yes. Does that make any sense? Yes. The first two kanji are gold. Interesting. So, yeah, those first two kanji mean gold and then goma which means sesame, and then ame, which is candy. So gold sesame candy? Well, that makes complete sense because it's gold and it's a sesame candy. Yeah, they're in these little, they're wrapped individually, right? They're mm-hmm. like these little yellow packages. Right, and they're really sticky. It's, it's a hard candy, right? They're like it little, appears to um, be, yes. They look almost like round throat lozenges. Mm-hmm, but they're studded with uh, sesame seeds. Yeah, like you can like see whole sesame seeds. All over the place, yeah. So, white sesame seeds, not black. Yes. <laughs> that would look really gross. Yeah, it would look odd. Ooh. Ooh, I mm. love this one. That looks really good. <laughs> it tastes like toasted sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. With sugar. So, it's kind of got like a, almost like a peanut buttery taste. Yeah, have you ever tried those um, mochi type balls that are... Um, 
rolled in sesame seeds and fried. Uh-huh. You see them a lot in, like, Chinese cuisine China, or Vietnamese yeah. cuisine. This tastes just like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I made some um, sesame brittle Ooh. <laughs> a few months ago, and it tasted like this. Do you have a recipe for that? Is that on your blog? Yeah, but the one I put on my blog is for black sesame brittle, but you could do the same thing with, with white sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a sucker for sesame. That's something I totally I, am, too. I learned I learned how awesome that is when we lived in Japan. Because <laughs> they do sweet and savory with sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm trying to bite into this. Ow. <laughs> It's really hard. <laughs> it actually it does soften up as once you can get it into smaller yeah. pieces. It's that first bite, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That one's new to me. Yeah, me too. It's really good. I'm glad I picked that out. Nice job. Thank you. You've gotten me addicted to something new. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I already have way too many addictions. I know. So do I. So next we have, and you have the bag for these, but um, I do. But I think it says milk soft candy. It's got pictures of cows all over the bag. Yeah, this there there are a bunch of these types, these milk soft, and this is kind of like the milkies. It's just another variety. But the reason mm-hmm. I wanted to get these is um, they do these in softer caramels like the milky and in hard candies, and one of the popular flavors for like ice cream and stuff like that in Japan is Hokkaido milk mm. and it's this really creamy rich flavorful sweet flavor <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole dairy production system up in Hokkaido and the milk that comes from there is absolutely amazing oh. so it's got its own flavor Hokkaido milk and so I, I think a lot of these candies kind of are based on that i see i see recipes all the time for hokkaido milk bread yes (laughs) which i have yet to try but i really want to because i love japanese bread so much oh it's so good and the funny thing is um in costco at costco in japan uh you know how at costco here in the u.s you can go and get um chocolate soft serve well in japan they have they're instead of vanilla it's hokkaido milk and it is it's absolutely incredible i'm not so dangerous i am not a big um like food court person when Mm -hmm. it comes to costco (laughs) but in japan i i would agree to go to costco just to get (laughs) hokkaido milk soft serve i didn't even know they had costco in japan (gasps) yes Oh my gosh. I don't know for how long, but there was one in Tokyo the first time we lived there. So it's they've had it for at least 10 years. And then by the time we lived there the second time, they had like two other locations. There's one pretty close to Tokyo Disneyland that uh, that we would go to a lot. Interesting. So that's just the Tokyo area. They have it in other parts of Japan as well. Okay, so I'm eating a piece. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it almost, lot. Oh, go ahead. It almost tastes kind of coconutty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never had this particular kind before. It's a lot soft, um, a lot softer than the milky. Mm-hmm. It tastes like coconut at first, 
And then it starts to taste like white chocolate. Yeah. It's really good. Though sweeter than some of the other things we've tried. Definitely sweeter. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think I could eat as many. It just starts to kind of... Yeah. Overwhelm your taste buds a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're really good, though. Yeah, they are. But it kind of sticks to your teeth a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, now... Are you ready to do our final one? Yes. Lastly, we have the high chews. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so how would you describe a high chew? A high chew has the consistency of a Tootsie Roll, but it's, well, the ones that I've come into contact with are fruit flavored. Um, My favorite are the ones that we happen to have, which are the strawberry. And it kind of reminds me of, like, like soda bottles candy. They're kind of plasticky at first before you get to the actual flavor. They're kind of like a cross between um, Tootsie Rolls and Starbursts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, in, yeah, in texture exactly. and the way the flavor hits. Yes. But they come in a lot of flavors. Though, in the U.S., you can find them in a lot of places now in the U.S. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've seen them at... Even like Seven Eleven, I've seen them at Target. I've seen them at Costco, hmm. um, World Market. Mm-hmm. But they're packaged. They're kind of little rectangles, and they're packaged. They're wrapped individually. Yeah, sometimes they're in their own little foil wrappers, or sometimes they're just wrapped like a Starburst is wrapped, and mm-hmm. then they come in a square pack. Right. But I looked it up because in Japan, just kind of like Kit Kats, they come out with special flavors. They um limited edition type things and seasonal mm-hmm. flavors. So I was curious to see how many flavors they had come out with over the years. Because um, these were actually invented in uh, 1931. Oh, wow. Yeah. But they were called, the first flavor was strawberry. So it's kind of appropriate that we have strawberry. Mm-hmm. And um, and then during World War II, um, they're made by a candy company called Morinaga, named after the guy who developed all their first recipes Mm -hmm. um and when world war ii hit the company kind of shut down a bit and so these kind of disappeared but when they were first released and put on shelves in 1931 they were called chewlets and they were relaunched in 1975 as high chews so i know in the u.s we have several different flavors we do we have strawberry we have mango melon Apple, banana, and grape are the ones that I commonly see at Japanese markets. But what are some of the other, like, random flavors that they have in Japan? One of my favorite flavors, which actually I haven't been able to find in recent trips to Japan, and I'm really sad, is, I can't remember, I think they call it plain or yogurt, but it's just like this creamy yogurt flavor. Mm -hmm. They've had an aloe yogurt flavor, which is actually really wonderful they have mikan which is a uh, clementine orange mm-hmm. they've had yuzu which is another type of citrus they've had a lot though because the website says that since 1931 they've created over 113 different flavors so yeah. obviously a lot that i don't know about <laughs> okay so strawberry i like the strawberry ones because they're like light pink on the outside and they have a dark pink center Mm-hmm. They're pretty. They are. 
I love the strawberry ones. Mm. Like, Sun has been on a high chew kick for, like, the last two months. And so I've had quite a few of these lately. You cannot let my girls know that there are high chews within 20 feet of them. <laughs> Otherwise, there will no longer be high chews within 20 feet because they will have <laughs> eaten them. Mm. Your girls have good taste in candy. They have excellent taste. <laughs> yeah. I just read on their website that um, as of 2012, all high chews are gluten-free. Oh. Oh, well, that's awesome. I, I guess they were gluten-free before, but they were produced in a plant, at least in the U.S., where they could come into contact with trace amounts of gluten. Right. But they've now cleaned up their production process so that everything that has a date of 2012 on mm-hmm. is officially gluten-free. They can say that it was made in a gluten-free environment. Well, that's fantastic. So if you're gluten-free, you can have high chews. Woohoo! That's me so hungry. So we should talk more about our contest that we're going to have. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an awesome way to celebrate this little adventure that we've embarked on. Yeah. It's kind of saying, hey, guess what? We're here and we're giving something away. Because we're awesome like that. <laughs> so we, what we're doing is we are going to give away a package that includes all of the candies that we've talked about today, plus potentially some other delicious Japanese sweets that I get to go shopping for. So, <laughs> so Allison, yes, tell us how we can win. Well, so what you do is you go to misofi.com slash podcast. That's singular podcast. Go look at episode two which is the candy episode. That's the episode that you're listening to right now. And leave a comment on that post. Make sure it's on that post, not on iTunes, not anywhere else. It has to be on that post. And that will enter you into our contest to win some candy. And how long do people have to enter? We'll give you a week to enter. So this should be live on the 16th which means that you have until January 23rd to enter our contest. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm excited. The awesome part about this giveaway is that anyone can enter, even if you are in Uzbekistan or the South Pole or Tampa, Florida, or wherever you are, you can enter because... We want everyone to have a chance to have a little sweet piece of Japan, right, Allison? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Although it's totally not fair entering if you're in Japan. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, that's cheating. I mean, you can. We won't hold it against you. But, you know, you can totally get, go get all this stuff yourself and tell us about all the awesome other things that you can get in Japan that we can't get here. Let's go to Japan instead of the store. I had one interesting thing to share. Mm -hmm. There is a new company. It was just started, I think, maybe early summer of 2011. It's called Candy Japan. You can look it up, candyjapan.com. And you can subscribe. It's like one of those fruit of the month type clubs or whatever, mail order club, where you subscribe. It's $23.95 a month. Or if you're in Europe, it's around 16 euros, I think, per month. 
And what you get is every two weeks you receive a package of candy from Japan and inside there's a surprise assortment of things. And their website um, advertises that it includes the cute and kooky Japanese packaging. So if you know someone who is really into Japanese things or you have a sweet tooth for twenty three ninety five a month, you could get a little package twice a month from Japan with candy in it, which I think is kind of cool. That's so awesome. I know. I mean, that's shipping and everything for like $12 for each package. It's not that bad of a deal. No, it's really not. And you can get candy from Japan. So candyjapan.com. And we have no affiliation with them. They don't know we exist. (laughs) It's just (laughs) awesome. I'm Allison Day. And I'm Rachel Hutchings. And you've been listening to the Miso Hungry Podcast. The podcast that brings you purple sweet potato flavored mountain mushroom candy. And it's delicious. Strawberry is so good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I would prefer this to a strawberry milkshake any day. It is a close call. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do love my strawberry milkshakes. However, (laughs) I would have to say that it is very close. And I do think high truth come out on top. As much as I love strawberry milkshakes. (laughs) 